Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings to you all on this, the last of our Valentine's Day greetings special. It's for all you listeners out there in Loveland. It's late at night, you're driving on the parkway, so you've got nowhere else to be except maybe a Burger King that's about to close. I'm one of your hosts, Bobby O'Rourke. And I'm your other host, Dan Conroy, helping to bring a sensual Valentine's Day experience to you as we close the end of the month. Be sure to turn off at exit 120. No, don't worry, it's not Union City. It's a little place called Greetings Love Town. Anyway, here's I Got My Mind Set on You, covered by Cardi B. I lost the record. Okay, sorry. Oh, we have no, no, we have no music. Okay, that's I didn't know, I forgot to pick up needles. I'm so sorry. Bobby put it on the spindle, and then he put the whole thing down, and then it just didn't work. And, <laughs> it just uh, broke the record. <laughs> it just dropped it's pretty it. Fun. A lot you of know force. what I love about Cardi B's vinyl is that on one side it is WAP, and then on the other side it is I Got My Mindset on You. And, you know, say what you want, but I'm on cloud nine just having that in my discography. <laughs> George Harrison references. Four Beatles of the Apocalypse. Four Beatles of the Apocalypse. We have John Ridgewald. We have Ball McBartney. I don't remember the names that we made up last week. It doesn't matter. We Ball McBartney. Just... Ball McBartney. Well, we did have two Johns. I, I looked. I listened back. We had... Uh... Yes, I, uh, John Harriman uh, play, played the thimbles. Yeah, of course. And then there was yeah, yeah. Uh, John McCartney, who I think just yelled. There, there was Jonathan Lemon, who was just a produce stand vendor. He didn't really perform anything. He was just there for more nutritional support. Scurvy is the thing, even on land. Huge thing on land because of all the dirt we eat. Because, mm. I mean, it's if you look back at those ancient occupations, right, you either consume dirt or seawater, and neither contained a lot of vitamin C. So you got to make sure to supplement it with some form of limes, and that's it. Yeah, no. <laughs> just limes. No, oranges won't do, neither will lemons. Those are... The food of the aristocracy. Only the commoner can enjoy a, a lime. It, it cannot be touched by anybody of the 1% of that era. So the, that first person who decided to flavor their protein mush with just squeezing a lime on top really changed the game. They really did. And that was sort of a, you know, they say that the aristocracy kept a lot from the general populace as to flavors, seasonings, and the general enjoyment of foods. But a lot of people don't know that the peasants actually turned it on the aristocracy by saying, hey, they don't know this simple trick. They started writing cheap articles for like medium.com or whatever, like five, the five seasonings the aristocracy doesn't know. And a lot of it was bugs, but one of them was, in fact, lime juice. <laughs> Well, Dan, I'm about to continue a tradition that I assume we have, but if we don't, this is the first time, but mark your calendar. If so, you insist. Valentine's Day is past. It's gone. I'd love to know if you did anything. I could tell you my wife and I did not, and we were better for it, but Valentine's Day is gone, and yet I'm not done with the holiday. I had one more offering to give you, but before we go there, thoughts now that Valentine's Day is over? Do you have any regrets about what we've said? Do you think we were right the whole time? How are you feeling now that the anticipation is gone it's sort of like the we're in the new year's day so to speak of valentine's day like it's over you did what you did now it's time to just like put on a robe and just watch eight hours of everybody loves raymond to recover <laughs> the love hangover is real you wake up with the love headache but it's not because of all the champagne you consumed it's because you are on your third box of russell stover's just the 
turtle chocolates and you got a lot of nutrition probably from the pecans in there but you can't deny that it was also a lot of sugar and that's why you have yourself a pounding headache so join us as we grab the acetaminophen and that sparkling water that you can't not be addicted to because you got yourself a soda streamer and let's talk about it you ding dongs thought that you were done with this but in fact we're going to make you bury us seven feet out there as opposed to six so you got one more foot to go how did i enjoy my valium times day uh not with valium as the name would imply I enjoyed it. I went to work uh, at my day job, and then I came home. I probably did what I was always hoping what Valentine's Day could be, or what I think it should be properly celebrated. I bought myself a medium-priced steak, cooked it with potatoes and onions, a fine bottle of red wine, and then I cat-sitted for my friend and former roommate while watching an episode of The Sopranos. That is exactly how I spent the night. Wow, that honestly sounds like a nice Tuesday, if I have to be honest. I figured I'd treat myself if I if I'm not gonna if you don't treat yourself, how can you anticipate treating others in your life? And that's exactly how I decided to do it was cook myself a nice piece of red meat with starch and onion. Three of my favorite things. I enjoy that with a nice glass of vino and hang out with some kitties, which was very enjoyable. They didn't understand the holiday, so I didn't need to have a sit down with them about exchanging Valentines to each other. And that even though they're brother and sister, it wouldn't be that weird because society doesn't look down on them about it as much. And then that got confusing. Also, they don't speak English because they're cats. And we sort of- And they're know, idiots. Let's let's just be clear huge about Huge dum-dums. I mean, you think you ding-dongs are dumb. Wait until you meet these kitties, which are very sweet. A uh, shout out to Arthur and Mo. And yeah, then I am uh, finishing up season one of The Sopranos and loving the nostalgia of what a Jersey home used to look like in 1999 because everything was pretty spot on. And I think that's what I was filling my heart with because I, you know, we were talking about what this holiday is for and it's about how you satisfy filling up that hole in your heart. And it doesn't always have to be love. Sometimes it's experiences as well. Now, you said that you and your wonderful wife did not celebrate the holiday. What did you end up doing on that Tuesday? Anything at all? Anything of note? Or what was your schedule? It was just a regular day and Maddie happened to have a lot of work stuff to do. I don't think even even think she came home that night because she had a work obligation and we both just sort of had a, a pact and said, you know what? We love each other. We understand. We'll we just, don't need to do this. We don't need this. You know, we'll save it for another day. And, and honestly, it took the pressure off because uh, like we said uh, in a previous episode, New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day are the highest threshold of possible pain and lowest threshold of fun unless you kind of already know what you're doing like yes and we just saw no need for you know any rigmarole of that nature although it's funny is that that is a very good point but i and i've known people to plan their new year's eve into days six months ahead of time a year ahead of time like prep a reservation know where they're going to go set it up with the restaurant or the airbnb I have never known anybody in our friendship group, because Bobby and I like to saunter in the same circles, I've never known somebody in our friendship group to prep that far ahead for Valentine's Day. It usually happens maybe at best a month ahead of time, but never so much as like four months, five months, six months. I've, I've never... I even take umbrage sometimes with people who do that for New Year's Eve only because it's often done in such a way as to prevent you from going elsewhere rather than to entice you to come to a particular thing it's always a defensive move which i never appreciate it's always like you're coming on new year's eve right it's july 4th yeah but you're coming right like 
can you tell me what we're doing first before I say yes? Oh, yeah, like no, totally, because you know that invitations are also going to – and that's a tough thing too, right, because you know invitations are also going to roll in, in in like December. So you have to think to yourself like you're going to obligate yourself this far ahead of time. You want to know what the deal is. Is that what you mean, like because you, you might just end up getting a lot of invitations? or I think it's fair – I think it's okay to say, what would you like to do? And you say, well, I just have a couple people over, order some food and have some drinks and ring in the new year. Because sometimes I think when you get the midsummer, midsummer, midsummer uh, invitation, yeah. midsummer invitation for New Year's Eve, it's always like, yeah, I'll figure it out. And then it gets to be November and they're like, okay, so we're going to go pick up trash on the side of the highway <laughs> for the first four hours. Then we'll just sort of stare at each other for another three. And then we'll all have the warm Sprite that I left in my garage. <laughs> To celebrate. I need you guys to buy a ticket to northern Scandinavia with me. Do you guys all have your linen robes you wear? Fantastic. Now, if the wine is a clear yellow, it's fine. If the wine is a dark orange, it's gross. Don't drink it. I don't want to explain it right now because I know we're all eating. Avoid going up the mountain. If you're old, if you're young, you're fine. There's just a lot of things about a Midsommar invitation to New Year's that you just want to avoid. I was so sure you were going to rhyme until you said the word orange. And then I thought, nope, he, he, he is, he is nothing for this. He's, he hit orange, so I'm safe from a pun or a weird Ooh. limerick. Yeah, I was impressed. I'm not good with limericks when it comes to recording. I feel like I still have the pressure. Even though we've been doing this now, I looked it up. We're on like 32 episodes, which, by the way, pretty soon I think we're due for a Greetsgiving. <sighs> It might be next week, even because we okay. we did all of the Christmas cards and all of Valentine's Day were by themselves eight, but then we we couldn't add them up properly, and we decided, you know what, let's finish off Valentine's Day and then we'll jump into. Oh, we uh, can't do math. That's there. what the problem is. We're not aware. We of can. We choose not to. We choose we, not. We're not to. stupid. We are voluntarily against math. It's bad. It's uh, we're actually we we are starting a new thing. Uh, w a m wham. Uh, no. <laughs> I was trying to no ma'am mothers against math. I was trying to do a thing with Matt. It never worked. Never mind. <laughs> but mothers against math. I, I turned it to wham. So, but we're in a band, Bobby and I, and it takes the jitterbug into my heart. So, midsummer invitations. <laughs> well, to oh sorry, continue with the midsummer. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, say, yeah, you kind of. It's funny to get invitations that far ahead of time because also I think anything can happen with people's schedules and. You don't know where, like, I, and I don't know if the pandemic has caused this, but also I feel like now there was a time when giving people only like a month heads up was not a good thing. And now people are so unaware of what's going to happen, like, or, or, or unaware of their schedules or what they're going to be obligated to within a month's time that even setting up like, okay, guys, here's what we're going to be doing for New Year's Eve, six months ahead of time, unless it involves like a location and an Airbnb and we're we're turning this into like a weekend trip. And then unless it's one of those, it's sort of tough to pin people down that far ahead of time. Like there's going to be some dropouts. There's going to be some, you know, cancellations at that time. And I don't know if that happens more so because of the post-pandemic or current pandemic times. I'm not 100% sure, but it feels like it's it's more prevalent. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even think there's a problem with sending out invites a month before something no. or in the case of even more rarefied instances like a wedding you know months in advance but covid forces us to be flexible so yes i feel like prior to 2020 invitations had a bit more of a promise aspect to them whereas post 2020 in the world we live in now even for big events there's always like well you know, be safe and, and be healthy. You know, there's no need to attend an event. If you're feeling ill, you won't. Uh, that's 
the thing I want to move away from, and I think it's a good thing, is even if you get an invitation that's very nice, you shouldn't feel obligated to go to something if you don't feel good. I think we should extend that idea to all walks of life, from everything from a wedding to your average, help me dump these chemicals in the river because I don't want to pay the $5 to have the garbage man take them away. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we got to normalize feeling better about not going to places. And hopefully, especially when you do not feel well. And I hope that once we move there, then we can start normalizing how good it feels to dump chemicals in certain places. I mean, as recent news has told us, it seems to be that dumping stuff is has a good feeling because it just keeps on fucking happening. So maybe we got to just jump on that. Maybe we just got to jump on that bandwagon. I'm, I'm not too sure. Speaking of dumping, though, I did want to bring up for our last segment of the Valentine's Day 2023 season, something that Maddie wanted to ask us to talk about okay. in a way was international greeting cards. Oh. You know, we kind of have a feel of like what U.S. greeting cards look like and how they go. But certain holidays extend past our borders, even those freak borders of Alaska and Hawaii, the weird states. The weird states. And American Samoa, Guam, you know, are, are cousins to the West if you're facing a certain direction. Let's say the West. So I did a lot of research for this episode, and I just looked at a a Waikai Padaya page about Valentine's Day. And Dan, I can send this to you in case you want to. I would love to uh, see the Waikai Padaya. I'll do it right now. But I did want to bring up two particular things that I thought were interesting. And one was that Valentine's Day, we know, kind of has a religious overtone because it's about celebrating one or more St. Valentine's. There's some disagreement about which Valentine you're actually celebrating. The fact that there's multiple is pretty funny. Like, it's not like, it's one of those names like Ignatius or Maximilian that I thought there was just the one. But the fact that there's multiple Valentines is pretty interesting. There's sort of like a Valentine, you know, Valentina, like Valentino. Like, there was some variations that led scholars to believe that maybe the story about St. Valentine marrying people in secret during the Roman Empire was not entirely the story. There might have been more. But what I did notice is a lot of countries actually consider Valentine's Day American or religious propaganda to some extent. And maybe not a lot. I don't mean to say American they're right or wrong. American or but religious propaganda. Okay, that's interesting. Some, some say in Saudi Arabia, for example, and Iran and a couple other places that are not predominantly Christian, so there are some people who say it's either a Western influence because it's a holiday basically invented by you know the Roman Empire and, and it continued through medieval Europe, etc. Or it is overtly religious because St. Valentine is the titular head of the day and i just thought that was interesting to live in a place where this holiday which is so tremendously commercialized and secular Mm. you could give someone a valentine and they'd say i'm not religious yeah 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 that would be the last thing i could think of about well it's so funny that we don't think about it in that way because we yes we've to your point we've so normalized uh associating this commercialized holiday much like christmas with just the day that your big box store just has a little bit more red shit to buy and roses get slightly more expensive or available in february but what's interesting is that yeah around the world it is like, wait, what is a Valentine? Oh, it goes to St. Val- like it's it's the thing of going down to its origins and finding out where it comes from. So it has a Christian connection and it's going to be associated with that. And that will decide whether or not people because I'm reading a couple of these nations just very quickly as we talk. And yeah, ones that might not be particularly Christian as their either main faith or just not not in those traditions. It's not popular and they don't enjoy. They have different holidays for that. I'm just reading about China, where Valentine's Day is called Lover's Festival, which is pretty cool. And there is a story called The Cowherd and the Weaver Girl. 
and are normally separated. According to legend, the cowherd star and the weaver maid star are normally separated by the Milky Way, but are allowed to meet by crossing it on the seventh day of the seventh month of the Chinese calendar, which is when it's celebrated. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's nice. I love that. That's way better yeah. than a couple of martyred saints. <laughs> yeah, th- this one has, that version has a lot fewer arrows piercing one skin to test your faith. And that's welcome, I'll be honest. Yeah, totally. There is one I wanted to bring yeah, up yeah, yeah. unless there was one that, so the one other one I did want to bring up, which I thought was great, was apparently due to a translation error, there was something that happened in Japan when Valentine's Day first became known in the 30s and 40s. The custom that only women gave chocolates was a due to a translation error. And I'm quoting from the Waikapaidaia page. It says, in particular, office ladies give chocolate to their co-workers. Many women feel obliged to give chocolates to all male co-workers. And this is called obligation chocolate and there's a japanese word called if i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation <laughs> the best the, the most flavorful G- GD chocolate Ch- obligation i believe it's gd choco which translates obligation chocolate while unpopular co-workers receive only quote ultra obligatory chocolate this contrasts with the true oh. feeling chocolate chocolate that one gives to a loved one so i just love the idea that there is a caste system about the gifts you can get could you imagine if you were giving this out in incredible. elementary school right <laughs> in elementary school you have to give yeah. 25 valentines you're like okay these five get the true feelings chocolate and then these eight get the the obligatory chocolate but then there's a middle one between the ultra obligatory which is the equivalent of like if if i could have punched you i would instead, have. i would have but because <laughs> there there's a feeling of disdain like if i could have just spat in your face that would have been an option but instead here's the cheapest chocolate exactly. they make available which you gotta say is still because what would that be in america like palmer's chocolate that is still candy and i'm still gonna eat it but then there's a middle ground where it's like obligatory what's it called here just obligatory chocolate gary choco obligatory chocolate is the direct the direct but that's like somewhere yes. in the middle where it's like okay yeah we see each other every day i got a little angry at you in the middle of the year oh that that's that's the unpopular one i'm sorry obligatory obligation chocolate oh sorry ultra obligatory you're right ultra obligatory is the lowest end of the spectrum then followed by obligation chocolate and then followed by and then, and then there's a fourth one, the which is friends, levels. especially girls may exchange chocolate referred to as, and excuse the misspeaking uh, here, tomochoko, meaning friend, so friend chocolate. So friend that's got to be oh, a pretty, wow, yeah. so you got to think that's levels. pretty decent. It's not as good as true meaning chocolate, but it definitely is high up there. Like maybe it doesn't have a fun fruit filling or or cool like caramel truffle but it's still a uh, high quality chocolate here but could you imagine how like a valentine would look you know one has got ribbon and lace on it and it says you're my true valentine and it's filled with cadbury eggs and then there's one that's cut out from construction paper that was on the other side used for an art project and it says like hi dan and it's just like <laughs> got, like broken smarties or <laughs> written, written in sharpie on the cardboard paper so it's bled on the other side so it looks very cheap and then on the inside yeah it's just peeps but when you bite into them there's celery inside of them <laughs> for your most beloved you find like a high quality Girardelli style chocolate with like a really delicious caramel filling and maybe it's got like artisanal you know 68 percent cacao and then the most unpopular is whatever chocolate they were selling during the marketing for paul blart mall cop 2 <laughs> that is still available in warehouses <laughs> If you look, if you know where it is already. (laughs) Well, you got to find it. If anything, I consider that true meaning chocolate because that is a beautiful, that is a beautiful treat to find to a special, special loved one who also is a huge Kevin James fan. That kind of reminds me talking about, because that originated as a a mistranslation, right? You said the fact that it is considered traditionally the 
job of women to give men chocolate. Yes, that resulted from an original mistranslation. That makes me think of, because I had heard that the reason why, you know, in Japan there are, not only is Kit Kat very popular, but there are a huge variety of flavors, the likes of which we do not receive here in the States, at least not as much. Now we're starting to get some, like you can find matcha flavor, strawberry, coffee flavored, but the variety that you can find in Japan is insane. And they think the reason I had heard that the reason why Kit Kat had exploded in Japan is because, again, not necessarily a translation error, but an interesting parallel, a sort of homonym, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Because Kit Kat, I believe there is a Japanese term that is good luck that sounds like Kit Kat. I'm not going to say because I don't recall how it's exactly said, but. The I was told that the term Kit Kat sounds like the Japanese phrase meaning good luck and is often gifted between students and two students during midterms and exams. So it became this cultural anchor of sorts, a sort of cultural uh, niche in candies, the way that we would maybe give a certain themed holiday candy for that reason. And it's just really cool that it was sort of prepackaged in that way. Oh, like, that's so sweet. It's already it's like named a, Kit Kat. a serendipitous synonym or, or just like a... Uh, yeah. The way the word sounded was already built in. It'd be like if we just got like luck candy, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, if someone brought a candy over to the USA and it just said, this is good, that would be, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's enough good. to convince me. That's like, okay, soda. I, mean, I don't know why that didn't continue on the way it should have, because that would have definitely had my money. It's got okay right on the front of it. That's all I need out of it. It needs to be okay. Yahoo soda. Just drink it. Yahoo soda. Just drink it. I have all my tonsils. In fact, I got four of them. I'm a freak of nature. (laughs) Best thing Stinky ever said. Might be my favorite line in Hey Arnold. Oh, that's my favorite line of Hey Arnold. I mean, I might just enjoy when they all get together and say, let's all hold hands here on the subway because we've been been stuck here in the dark dark for way way too too long. Hey Arnold cast. I also the um, anything that goes on with Mr. Wynn is my favorite, whether it's him reuniting with his daughter during Christmas or when he starts a country music career and he sings the song Simple Things. Just got the simple things. It's very, very fun. You can buy me all the diamond plated pearl. You can that's send me all Bobby, the riches in the world. This is oof, listen to them gold listen to them gold tones right there. My stars. You got Mr. Wynn was how it. I learned about the Vietnam War originally. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Our our piss poor historical studies educations in our public schools didn't give us the same kind of education that Mr. Wynn would give us at Nickelodeon. I I mean, I was nine. I was probably a little young to learn about My Lai or the Tet Offensive, but maybe not. The last helicopters out of Saigon. Yeah, that would have been a lot of that would have been a lot to deal with at that time. Kind of recreating the photos from Time Life or whatever. I'm gonna take us, if you don't mind, Dan, away from Japan. I'm gonna bring us back homeward and I have a card for you this week. And while you get ready with that, I will We'll remind the listener that if they have a card that they would like us to discuss or just to send and talk about, we are available to speak with at or for at GreetingsPod on Instagram or at GreetingsCast on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Dan, as you pull this up, when you open the first page, I would just like to say that this is a Maddie heavy episode. This card was spotted by her, and I believe her exact words were, upon handing it to me, quote, this would be grounds for divorce, unquote. (laughs) In that she wanted to start that coffee shop that you guys were going to start together once the papers were finalized, you were going to create a coffee shop called Grounds for Divorce. That's, oh man, wow. 
You can't just give away good ideas like that. People are listening. Don't worry. We're going to bleep it out. So when someone hears it, it's going to be like, that's the name of your coffee shop called Beep. <laughs> it's not going to make any sense to anybody. So she gave this to you as a fair warning that if you ever try to pull any of this kind of Bolumbus with her, this is grounds for papers, for divorce papers. I think it will become clear as the card goes on. So it, it works on two levels. And when you open it up, I think I'll be able to guide you through both levels in which Maddie was threatening to end everything. <laughs> Sounds good. I think the looming threat above your head and the threat of your divorce above my head will make me be careful with my review and rating of it. And I want to thank Maddie for the card. Why didn't we have her on the show? Why isn't she up? Get get her in here right now. I'll I'll try, but she's in her cryo tube. Okay, no 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 don't 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 threaten her with the cryo tube. That's that takes way too long to defrost. I don't want her to lose any uh, digits. She just so, needs her twenty hours a night. You know. You got it. That's how you keep the skin rubbery. I tell you what. I mean, look at me. I look incredible, and all my hair is falling out. You can tell on the live feed. <laughs> I'm I'm like a naked mole rat. So I am opening it now, and okay, I think a first stand for grounds for divorce is that there's too many pages on this card. We have it's, it's quite about a saga. Yeah. How brevity brevity is the soul of wit in regards to greeting cards, not just for literature. And I feel like when you've got a Bible of a card, you better have a strong story and message behind it. Otherwise, it's going to fall flat. So pulling up the card now, I got the first page up. Let's get it cracking. What we're dealing with here is primary colors of beige and red, the two colors of love. It's either red <laughs> hot or it's cold beige. Those are, the only, those are the only emotions you get, nothing in the middle. We have, it is clearly an animated kitchen. We've got a sink, a fridge, some cabinets, a red tile floor. There is a, I'd say a hunky gentleman. He sort of looked like Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Patrick Warburton who played Putty in Seinfeld? Yes, Patrick Warburton. Yes, it looks a little bit like Patrick War. It looks like if Patrick Warburton was a character on a Fox animated TV show that's mm. coming up to replace Bob's Burgers, which I hope never happens. Uh, replaces the Great North. I'll say that out loud. Uh, so this Patrick Warburton like character is in an undershirt and heart boxers. A wink, wink there. Carrying a canned beverage and a bag of potato-style chipped snacks. <laughs> it's his hair betossled and his five o'clock is shadowed. And there is a cute wispy font on the top that says, uh, a cute wispy script that says, For my wife on Valentine's Day. This card is sticking with the rule of no more than two fonts per page, which is good. That's a, that's a good <laughs> mark for it. For my da wife, Dan's Dan's rule number four: no no more than two fonts per page. We've said it a million times. Ding dongs, get it. Right. Yes, write it on the commandments. Worry about it in the scrolls. We're getting it on stone. That costs a lot of money. Subscribe to the Patreon that doesn't exist. Then we'll keep it going. For my wife on Valentine's Day, when something needs doing, I don't always do it. When something needs fixing, I don't hop right to it. I'm going to say that bottom part again because I had a little bit of a mouth seizure at the bottom. When something needs doing, I don't always do it. When something needs fixing, I don't hop right to it. So the words, as we construct them, sometimes emphasize a regional cadence or <laughs> sentence structure. And this went from a sort of modern American way of speaking, a sort of flat tone to something that would have been said by like, I don't know, Jeff Foxworthy. Like it got a little blue collar comedy toward the bottom there. When something needs fixing, I don't hop right to it. What that that sounds like I don't know, that came off a little like little homespun, little prairie home right there. When some, I don't know. Something needs fixing. I don't hop right to it. Yeah. I don't hop right to it. It does I mean it's 
clearly being a slave to the uh, rhyme and it, it's, it's sacrificing clarity for that. And Stephen, Stephen Sondheim sure would, have, well, Stephen Sondheim to, would say no. Yeah, no. Stephen Sondheim would say no because it's not that much of it's it, it's not slavery. It's more like a a, a rhyme employment. It's the word it. It shouldn't be that <laughs> yeah, hard. You can do whatever easy. you want. <laughs> You could do whatever you please. It's not like I asked you to do orange like how I did at the beginning. It's very easy. <laughs> you challenge to... yourself. That's why people listen. You don't settle for it. You you go right for orange and silver. I'm in constant pain. <laughs> the silver and orange, The my favorite first draft from, uh, what was the name of the snowman who sung in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? If I'm oh. going to make a reference, it's got to be snappier than this. <laughs> no, I think, I think people enjoy the lag. It's not Yukon Cornelius. It's, uh, what's the snowman's name? The, oh, the abominable snowman, right? No, 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 no. That's the, the there's like the abominable snow monster that Yukon Cornelius is fighting or something like that, or they become friends because he's searching oh. for gold. The 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 narrator who's like an old Southern. He's Burl Ives. He's oh, Burl Ives. Yes, Burl Ives. Yeah, I think he might just be called Burl Ives the snowman. I don't know, but I think I think they said his name in Elf. It doesn't matter. Anyways, old snowman. This would this would be something he would say. This would be the kind of song he would sing. When something needs doing, I don't always do it. When something needs fixing, I don't hop right to it. That sounds like more from Burl Ives Snowman and less from just woken up Patrick Warburton about to have himself a beer and chips breakfast. <laughs> the best the best start to any Valentine's Day. A beer day. chips breakfast. A beer chips breakfast. The, uh, you know, the, he didn't have beer flavored chips at the store, so he's got to make his own by dumping his whole Michelob Ultra in a bag of chips and then eating it like cereal. That's how you know. That's how you know the man is depressed this Valentine's Day. Side note, I really like the animation. It does. It is very crisp sometimes in these greeting cards. The charm is that they're a little rough around the edges, not very pleasing, but this one feels like it is, in fact, a still from, like, an animated special coming up on, like, Fox or Adult Swim. So it does. It nice. has, like, some American Dad sort of, like, feel to it. Like, yeah. It, it, the the yeah. art isn't bad. I would be... No, the art's nice. I'd be terrified to go house hunting, and someone brings me into the kitchen, and there are blood-red tiles on the floor. I think that's a real choice that one can make. Blood-red tiles and all of your kitchen appliances are the same color as the wall, so you're just immediately seasick wherever you turn your eyes. <laughs> it's never a moment where where your equilibrium is balanced or <laughs> you're always going through some level of vertigo because of it. I also like this animation style because you know it's a muscular man because his arms are just big Vs and he's got tiny little T-Rex hands. He does he does not go to leg day at the gym and I think it's been skipped over a lot and he just, you know, he's all shoulder, all chin, like you said he's got hair, no elbow. Uh, no elbows as as is the the male model of beauty, no elbow man. Actually, a story that my friend wrote once, and I, I should credit him. My my friend Andy Bagacco wrote a story once called "The No Elbow Man," and it's it's <laughs> it's worth a read. Um, <laughs> I would I would love to. Is it a short story? Because you know, it I'm is, only down. To- it, I believe it's a, a flash fiction. He's uh, yeah, actually, it's only a couple hundred words, but man, do I remember it <laughs> quite well. Flash fictions and fan fictions are the only things I'm getting into anymore. If it's over twenty pages, I just can't get into it. So that's like I do all of my reading on Wattpad anymore as a grown yeah. man. Well, this this we gotta we gotta tell Tall Andy to uh, print that so we can publish it on the feed here maybe future a guest on the podcast and then we can ask him to do a, a live reading for us too we'll see if we, can we should have a bonus him. episode where he just reads it that would be amazing yeah this this human looks like it was you know how, like sometimes humans look like we didn't evolve from apes we evolved from something else this looks like <laughs> a human that slowly evolved from a dolphin and those are like those used to be flippers oh <laughs> yeah got, i can like, see that yeah very top heavy very top heavy yeah skip leg day skip wrist day and only got like top arms so eh, going to the next page we have second one. Oh, okay. So the animation continues pretty strongly on each of these pages, which is a good mark towards this card creator. We've now moved from the kitchen to what appears to be the office room. 
And it appears that this perverted couple likes to theme their home as Valentine's Day because, as Bobby said, we've got the shining style blood red tiles on the floor still. Now it's blood red hardwood, though. So they kind of the floor changed. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's blood red hardwood now, (laughs) and with a with a crown with a blood red crown molding, and the walls are still beige. You can tell this is an intellectual man because there's a diploma right above his head that says diploma. It says diploma. On on his on his uh, work from home monitor, there's a heart, and on his mug, there's a heart. He's got a bit of a wry smile now. He's avoided both the he's left the beer and chips, and is now throwing away a piece of green paper. This is another thing this quirky couple likes to do: is all of their printing paper is puke green. <laughs> Fun thing to have for their is that what document. it is? Because the paper on the floor is the same color, but it looks like whatever he's throwing into the trash can is somewhat dimensional so i thought it was a phone maybe but it's just a thick piece of paper it looks like a sponge or something it looks like a thick piece of paper and i will admit i did the one-to-one thing of noticing the green paper on the floor first and i thought that therefore he's throwing out a piece of paper right now but you could be right maybe he also just took a can of spray paint to his smartphone and was just like no theming everything everything has to be complete this is the only way i'm going to bed or is that supposed to, maybe it's supposed to be the chip bag from the previous panel but also it's the exact same color as the towel in the right hand on the right hand side so I, we oh, haven't yeah, even gotten right. to the fact that okay Okay, yeah. go. You go first. I have. No, 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 I'm no, no, starting to get good... freaked out by the, by the layout of this house. Yeah, that's a good point for the listener. The towel rack, from what I'm guessing, is going to be the bathroom, is bleeding into the living room. So their rental home situation is also quite interesting. I think this is a studio apartment in that there are no walls, and it is also <laughs> puke green. So there might be a pattern here. Before I get to the text, I just want to say you can see on the clock it's three. 09 one way or another so it's either 309 a.m or p.m either way very healthy actions that we're seeing either way not depressed at all so as he's as this gentleman is riley throwing away something it says on the top when the checkbook's a mess i may throw a fit when the going gets tough i've been known to quit (laughs) okay all right so when the checkbook's a mess first off that's a very dated thing to say in 2023 now that we have beep boops to do that for us no one's really balancing a sitting down with a cup of decaf on a tuesday night and balancing their checkbook there are literal apps that do that for you in seconds i just assume my money's gone the minute i earn it and i may throw a fit assuming you're you're the reason why the checkbook's a mess why you like what's the assumption there either way it's not good because if you have a partner and you throw a fit because they're spending money that just seems uncomfortable and then if you're the one you seem like a slob and or a nothing nothing good comes from the sentence i may throw a fit when you're talking about how you behave with your partner i think it's fair to say if you're a grown-ass human and you're throwing a fit one way or another whether it's your fault or potentially your partner's the fact that you're throwing a fit is a huge red flag no good at all and the fact that you had to say throw a fit as if you're just a big underdressed baby which is exactly who this person is like you are not selling me at all i don't care how wonderful your voice is i enjoyed you as cronk in emperor's new groove i can't cotton to you having a fit because you don't understand that like td bank now does your checkbook for why are you still using checks venmo is basically right there yeah sure they have all your data but so does everybody else why are you such a luddite about it who's still taking checks from you are you are you using checks to go to the grocery store for that half pound of ham you're always buying every other day 
because he, you need to he keep keeps going up. to the deli and asking them if they take checks and the guy very politely says no every time and yet every day he tries his luck i don't get it can you thinly slice that honey baked style i'll make it worth your while i don't take checks here i am the deli man i can't i can't take your money you have to go up front also did you notice how i rhymed style and while why can't i ever rhyme when i want to I, that's that's the curse you know it's like a greek tragedy thing you can rhyme but only when you don't mean to and that's that's your burden to bear that's the last time i buy myself a monkey's paw for valentine's day when the going gets tough before. i've been <laughs> i know it's never going to end with me. I wish it would end with me. And then one of the finchers just goes, oh, no, I didn't mean that. And then it's a last man on earth situation. I wish it would end, end with, with me. me. And oh, then your last, the, the very last wish, you're alone. It's like, well, I really wish the deli would just take my checks. And like a sandwich appears like that one's that one's for free. <laughs> it's all over. We'll get yeah, you a sandwich. The turkey is check. dry. Oh, no. My God. When the going gets tough, I've been known to quit. So you're just you've given up on your marriage. You're admitting that your marriage is is not working, he, or your yeah. Or your relationship. Once things get slightly less comfortable, he just throws up his hands and says, "I surrender. <laughs> it's over." Life's already comfortable. It's either three ten in the afternoon and he's not dressed, or it's three ten in the morning and he's awake wandering around like a like a hungover puppy. Like either way, life is treating him pretty decently. I don't understand where the toughness is going. And also, if you have a checkbook even to make a mess of, that's pretty decent, man. I'm not saying have messed up finances. I'm just saying, you know, you're a diplomat human being spending your 310 either AM or PM with chips and a canned beverage. What are you bitching about? We have established on page two of 900 <laughs> that this guy is a chump. So we know that yeah. this this yeah. is a, a not a not a good male role model, let's say. And I just want to point out, before we move on to the next page as well, that whoever has decorated the house has a heart screensaver for Valentine's Day, a heart mug for coffee Valentine's, right. and then has also replaced or put over the outlets to hearts. And that is some wait, decor wait, that I Wait, I didn't don't... see that. Really? Look, look in the bottom near the lamp that someone oh has replaced. Oh my God, that is such a specific detail. <laughs> I got to give credit to the artist for that, though. That is, that is dedication. That, that is funny. Yeah, I like that. You were given an objective and you went above and beyond the call of duty to make sure that this was fully in the ranks of Valentine's Day cards to remember. It's like no stone unturned. Now, if this was a couple, I would immediately stop hanging out with them and going over to their place bringing over of course my my favorite type of cidered kombucha but this as an artistic piece i enjoy the little details there that is quite nice so in the next page because you're right this guy so far has proven himself to be a real grade a kentucky grade jerk and i don't think it's going to get much better but going to the next page okay so this really is just one room and their bathroom <laughs> i think it's just a big like rotating restaurant circle kind of thing that they have on the, in the in the space needle it's just it's yeah constantly moving they live in what's it called in toronto the tn tower or whatever yeah. this is just the only couple that lives on that i listen if the if the rent is cheap enough i mean i'll do it it's just a, their bathroom doesn't have a toilet nor a shower it's a tiled beige back with one towel and a sink desk, the sink drawer, I'm guessing. Or is it, so. dare I say, carpet, because there are no oh, delineations. Right. Is this there's a... no tile. There's no tile <laughs> delineations. Yeah, there's no tiling. There's no no shower, no sink, no toilet, but <laughs> it's just like one dresser that has carpet everywhere. A 1970s-style rotating Valentine's dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> just an unsettling valentine's day you live here now rents 300 a month idiot 
So he, uh, our, our, neither our hero nor our villain, our everyday schlub, our real Tony, Tony Schlublu, he has not dressed, although I think, was he wearing socks in the last one? Now he's wearing socks. He no, he did, put on socks. Did he have socks? He did not no. have socks. So socks are, he has shaved and now is wearing socks. So we're getting somewhere. I don't know where we're going, but we're heading towards it. The smile is wider. He hasn't fully fixed his hair, but he's kind of getting there. He has little patches on his face indicating that he has a couple of bumps and cuts from shaving, which I know, culturally speaking, is an indicator of immaturity or an inability to shave. It's usually like a little thing to poke fun at for like, oh, you just shaved, huh? But as somebody with really terrible skin who only keeps a beard for that very reason that I constantly cut and nick my skin whenever I try to shave... I can very deeply empathize with this, and I don't like this person, but they've given me a little empathy for their current struggle of shaving. So if he had kept the five o'clock shadow, I would have been more sympathetic to that. To believe popular media from the time that we were children, you would think that this happens every single time you shave, I have to say. I remember many cartoons and movies that just had men emerging from the bathroom after shaving, just covered in bloodied little tissue paper dots. It did for me. That was a really real thing. Like every time, like when I had a show I was doing and I needed to be clean shaven for it, I was using so many products just to avoid the nicks and cuts that you get. And I couldn't understand. I was buying new razors, high quality. I was burning my skin with witch hazel. I just, I was committing acts of voodoo to make it stop and nothing was working. So I ended up just keeping a beard and going, let me try comedy because that doesn't require you to look any specific way. If anything, the schlublier the better. So I'm now all t-shirts, jeans. I think there's like four, I have like four holes in this shirt. I'm looking great. So... In the text above our Neanderthal of a man, above him it says, <laughs> When I shampoo and shave, I may splash up the floor, and the junk I collect may spoil our decor. Oh, you're a hoarder. Great. You're a, you're a disgusting <laughs> hoarder. You're, you're creating a mold-infested rat's nest in your partner's home as well it's your home and your partner's home and you decided let me fuck it up for both of us if we're gonna track this man's faults so far by his own admission we're not poking fun this is openly admitted he he's, is this la- guy's admitting it to us yes he is lazy on the first page he doesn't always do what he's asked to do or fix things he is bad with money or angry at people who spend it i'm gonna count that as two because those are two either separate. way he's short-tempered yeah either, either way, way short-tempered not a great fit when the going gets tough he's a quitter so that's number four yeah. When he leaves a mess in the bathroom, so he's slovenly. And the junk I collect, so hoarder asks. So we're at six fairly, I would say, yellow to red card character flaws so far. So I can't wait to meet the partner that is. I can't wait to see how this ends. I know it, but I'm still in shock, sort of like where, what could happen next? It could go anywhere at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends with him jumping out a window. Like, it's just like, it's over. Listen, it could be red card. It could be yellow card. As long as they're not living on Ocean Avenue, that's the only thing I'm concerned about. Hashtag yellow card the band. The, this is more like orange, just. Putting a, putting a dead halt to our conversations. <laughs> that is a screeching halt just so I could get my bad bit in. Yeah, like, I, I would give these all, like, orange cards. We're at, like, we're at almost red alert with just how much of a red flag relationship this is with everything he's admitted that he is just not a good partner for. And for things that feel unnecessarily a part of their schedule... Shampoo and shave may splash up the floor. Do you not have a shower curtain? How hard is that to do? Like you just take 
the towel. You know what? But this is the kind of guy where like he takes a shower and goes out with the towel and you go in there and it's like it's been flooding on the floor for like 30 <laughs> minutes. Like somehow they found a way to flood out the bathroom, just not paying attention to how water's going. There is that kind of person. Yes. And I know some people will shave in the shower, like even even men with their face. I used to do that. I've yeah. never done it before, but this seems like he shaves in front of the mirror in front of the sink but then shampoos at the same time as well so he's like <laughs> wetting his head shampoo and then goes to shave and then like undoes the shampoo afterwards i gotta babe babe i gotta have my second shampoo babe <laughs> i gotta have my second shampoo i gotta do this with my patrick warburton it's gonna look really good when i got my second it's called tresame that means three times i gotta do it yeah, three times gotta today. do yeah how am i gonna you don't get the fructose shine unless you do it three times mm-hmm. that garnier tells us that Right on the bottle. It also just occurs to me at this point in the card, it's a very self-centered card because it's all about the slovenly, disgusting man giving this to his partner, whereas Valentine's Day should be about the partner, right? Like that's No indication of a partner. No indication that there is someone you are... Like, all you know from the beginning is for my wife on Valentine's Day. So this is surprisingly a married Cro-Magnon man. And they... (laughs) And the entire time, no display of personal love and affection, of what you mean to me. It just says, look, I've fucked up and here's how. Uh, This is, look, I'm a bad husband. Let me count the ways. Let me count the ways. Look, I get it. I suck. You've told me, but the truth is there. And yeah, there's so many ways that they've done that already. In the next page, because this is now a full page, so every iteration of this human being are closer to each other. And the past couple of ones, the smile has gone from being a smirk to a seldom smile to now a full one. Now we're down to a frown. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've gone backwards. We're, go- we're going backwards. Something has happened. Something has gone awry. They are now dressed like every dude who's starting a fight in Miami. He's wearing a <laughs> Hawaiian shirt with palm trees on it. He's got a pair of khaki shorts on with sandals and socks. Very dad. Hair is better than it has been, but now a deep frown. And it's in front of a sunny window, so it's a the sun's coming up. So I'm guessing that was 3.20 a.m. that they started their day. <laughs> and on top of that, the text is, When I start off each day, I don't always smile. When we step out to dine, it may not be in style. Okay, so I'm cranky when I get up, and I only take you to Applebee's. That's what I'm hearing from these this paragraph. I don't, I'm not a morning person. And listen, I've got to have every version of Sonic Burger Shakes. Otherwise, I'm going to die. Or if it's our anniversary, Golden Corral. Oh, well, well, I mean, that's 20 bucks for the all you can eat. We can't be doing that every time. Have you seen? I mean, look, I'll put my face under the chocolate fountain, but we can't be doing that every weekend. What are we, Rockefellers? I don't make enough money at my men's rights activist podcast to take you to Golden (laughs) Corral every night. (laughs) I'm not made of ducats. Listen, the bo- listen, the Boogaloo boys aren't making the kind of money we were doing before the uh, insurrection. So you've just gotta, you've just gotta bear with me here on our uh, on our budgeting. Hopefully, uh, I will get a shout out from Joe Rogan or something like that and do a little bit better on my elk jerky that doubles as weed or whatever it is I'm making. He's <laughs> also I, carrying I, is... a golf club too, which yeah, I, I to mention... a little a little threatening. Oh, it's either threatening or stupid, depending. Because I mean, I think actually this is the part I identified most with because I think on some level like i've always thought of myself as like about to have a sword fight i don't know why there's uh, nothing threatens me but i have you know but this, this has i think he's about to, i think he's about to like bust the 
window of his neighbor's car for I don't know not being on the right side of the road during the street sweeping. So the now shared the driveway sweepers, that they can't afford. They split a they they have a one room apartment, and I mean one room for everything. Therefore, they have to split their driveway with everybody. So it was their Tuesday, and the neighbor took the parking space. So now they're about to take that nine iron and go right through the damn window with it. <laughs> it's 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 a threat. This is the most threatening image of this big lug that we've seen so far. He does not look happy. This protozoan person does not look happy we're going backwards in evolution which also by the way as i'm looking at the cards that's kind of what this is is like the evolution of man he started out really like crouching and is every image of this creature gets a little bit higher and higher on the old you know homo sapiens sapiens spine i i'd still not understanding why there is a golf club maybe that's something he enjoys but again hey valentine's day is only for the dudes right let's hear it for the boys <laughs> it's like when there's that episode of seinfeld where one of kramer's friends asked to borrow his baseball bat and goes you need a glove he goes no <laughs> it just has that vibe of like something nothing good is going to come of this this wedge <laughs> this this wood this this wooden uh golf club i am borrowing a weapon from you that is all that this is for and then in the next page, as we keep on it's rolling, still going. Now, I guess I'm sorry, I didn't realize. No, this is amazing. I love this. This is oh. a, a beautiful scroll. Hopefully, we'll learn how to make gold by the end of it. The and and not learn any more about this bad relationship. We're now, I'm assuming, in the living room where you can see there is a shirt on the floor indicating a homeliness, a quaintness to the area. There is a TV behind them. There's also an image, our first image of the significant other of the husband and wife. The back of the photo where it is hanging on the wall is cracked. There's clearly some problems with the paint there. I don't know if that's supposed to be a light metaphor from the artist as to the stability of this marriage, but only time will tell. Our subject in question is now completely upright, so modern man as we know it. The hair is now more coiffed than ever. A full smile is brimming from his smug ass face. But now he's wearing a go number one jersey with the kind of colors that, of course, every team wants. Puke green and bad dirt brown. So that is just what every team is pining for. And above that is the phrase. It's just one line. I may have my faults, but one thing's sure true. Okay, I made the mistake. My brain... You corrected it. You made the mistake of talking like a native English speaker. That was your problem. (laughs) My problem was I have a very poor way of reading where I decide to finish the sentence before I've done read the damn thing. And I went, (laughs) I may have my faults, but one thing's for sure. Because that sounded the way we talk. I may have my faults, but one thing's sure true. I've never never heard someone say that, that mixture of words in the same sentence. This is the equivalent of when I tried to order some Mexican food from the local taqueria and I try my best to order in Spanish from Duolingo. It sounds like this to them. It's like, I, one taco for me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of know what you mean, but I don't think you know what you're saying. One taco lingua style sour cream no, please. (laughs) It's like the early stages of chat GPT for ordering stuff (laughs) like it's getting close but you're not all the way there this is the most i've liked this guy because he supports the maplewood ones which is my favorite sports team so i'm uh, this is the most i've liked him so far (laughs) wait is that not is that that's the maplewood ones and not the cherry hill unos uh no the cherry hill unos only display a single line and it's it signifies nothing like Macbeth. They went Roman numeral with it yeah Macbeth Macbeth is the show about nothing uh just like (laughs) whose line is it anyway it's the show about nothing (laughs) Boom! 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 Just as Macbeth as the logo comes up, <laughs> I love it. If Larry David 
10, 10 years from now is just if openly admits, look, I tried to write Macbeth as a sitcom and this is just what I got. Okay. Just a couple of people in an, a couple of people living on the Upper West Side doing nothing. Macbeth goes into his chambers and later Macbeth is like, I saw, I saw Macduff at the coffee shop again. No, you didn't. He's dead. And like, no, no, I saw him. He was dunking a donut. He's a dunker because <laughs> he's Duncan. What's the deal with regicide? Macbeth is filmed in front of a live studio of British peasants uh of penny stinkers so we we we've got him happier than ever supporting his team getting into the living room he says the phrase i'm going to connect uh well let me say the last page real quick so the last image is him they are now in the final stage of everyone's living situation which we like to call the dead room or the red room (laughs) if you're a twin peaks fan wherein there is just now there is neither tile nor hardwood nor carpet the floor is just red and the walls just beige and you are without furniture because look how you spent your life with furniture. You had fits. You were messy. You were irate. You were a slob. You were just, honestly, you were the human equivalent of a pig. You splashed. You've splashed. You've shampooed. You didn't deserve your partner then, and you don't deserve furniture now. And so in this final stage, you are hugging your significant other whose face we don't see. A faceless significant oh, no. other hugging you. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Or if it just means in general, we just got to focus on the dude this whole time. This is a dude-based card for dudes only. And he is now in a button-down shirt and a tie. Oh, nice of him to finally get ready for your date. And the text to the top right, I'm going to combine what the last page in this page. Or the previous page in the last page. I may have my faults, but one thing sure true. I did something right when I married you. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, you did, but she sure didn't. I hope there's a companion card that's like, ever since we got married that day, I realized I had gone the wrong way. Why did I pick someone who doesn't clean up? Man, I really wish I dated the guy with that pup. I'm going off the fly, but there should be a companion card to this. I'm leaving you. You choose to clean or not clean by happenstance. Living with you is an exercise in tolerance. (laughs) Anyway, my bags are packed. This is for you. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm leaving you. (laughs) This has been nothing but bad. It's not been a rave. Happy Valentine's Day. Learn how to shampoo and shave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a leaving card there isn't hopefully we'll find ourselves and if we find it even post valentine's day we'll have to show a, a car a divorce card it's got to be out there somewhere it's Much like what there. maddie was saying about a a study in the international look of cards there's got to be even within our nation there's got to be somebody who specializes in gr- greeting cards for divorce or just general separation i mean this is the reason that this was a two-fold divorce card from my wife was it was, number one, a bad card. She said, what would I get out of this, number one? And then she said, number two, if it were true, God forbid, how could I look myself in the fate, in the eye anymore and say, this is a good choice I've made here? Maddie knocked it out of the park here because it, it absolutely, this is meant for the husband to give to the wife. But the entire time, we are just left with this animated, evolutionizing human, but hasn't gotten any better. He's just the same dick he's just put on a suit and tie and we don't see another person in the card besides them it's just completely focused on the dude who wouldn't even be your husband to begin with unless he looks exactly like that and if you're you know married to patrick warburton i bet he is in fact a very 
considerate and thoughtful lover. So I, I no I'm doubt. not going to I'm not going to accept that at all. He would be given this card for any reason or or would think to give this card based on his own actions. But this just feels disingenuine, I guess, because it doesn't feel like if you have to explain your faults in card form, you're not actually sorry for them. You think that, in fact, there is something wholesome and cute about your problems here when in actuality it probably grates on your partner to no end and this is just a means to say oh let's neutralize it for the holiday again going back to what we despise about valentine's day like yeah my husband doesn't clean up the bathroom and yells at me for spending money but you know he loves me and also you know those are just his like it just sounds bad in card form yeah like deep down sometimes he sleeps sometimes he's out of the house and those are the best moments (laughs) god damn that was rough man i i and then, of course, we have the final page, which is just the American greetings. And thank God they didn't end it with their slogan, American greetings says it best, because they did not this time around. That or, been, or if they did, that I don't think they wanted slim. to. No, absolutely not. Even if they wanted to, they, they did not knock it out of the park this time. That would have been grounds for libel. Is there anything else to say? I can't even think. I just I know its rating is going to be low. Just a rating. I was just surprised. I think the last thing that my brilliant wife mentioned was she said, this is a card for the 90s, man. And what she meant was, this is your Everybody Loves Raymond, isn't a yep. cute, he's a slob, he's an idiot. Mad and about the wife, you. The wife has been turned into like this shrill, controlling, by necessity. Like It's always like yeah. she's been yeah, trapped yeah. into this role of being like, I have to yell at you, you won't do anything. And he's like, ah, I really wish I didn't marry you. And like, you... The reason I'm like this is because of you. Happy Valentine's Day. Right. This is like what we're this is the most boomer humor marriage by obligation, but I'm with you, so I love you. Happy Valentine's Day card I've ever seen or read. You're right. This just screams every everybody loves Raymond episode. Like you said, it feels like it's a time capsule to a different time, but there are still people who find this to be a humorous wholesome card even though it speaks volumes about what they really think about each other and like instead of tackling the issues they have together they would rather just be passive aggressive about it in a cutesy way that they think is justifiable so it's a really it's really rough and my my review is going to reflect that i will say that the only thing that i find amusing is the fact that it goes from like the slumped over neanderthal to the fully upright you know homo sapien sapien who learned how to hug despite his inability to know how to use a checkbook or online apps and (laughs) that might be fun so to just look at even so don't read the text so uh, if because i think for this next round of greets giving we've already got one or two cards that are going straight in the toilet so this card don't get me wrong is not staying up here long i think it would be entertaining to look at that fully stretched out card and watch the character in question here go from slumped over to fully erect back i would like to see that for maybe about 30 minutes on my fridge and that is the amount of time it gets to stay all the way to the bottom and then i look at it and think to myself wait why am i keeping up i hate this i hate the (laughs) message i hate the tone it's for and immediately rip it off and just going right in the trash and if this is being given to me by a significant other we're gonna have a talk and we're gonna be like no just I'm sorry. Tell me what I and or no or if it if it's me who's got the problem, I want it brought up. If it's you, that's the one that's shampooing before you get into the damn bath to begin with. I'm gonna be like shampoo in the tub. That's why they gave you a separate ceramic or whatever we make tubs out of. I can't remember porcelain dome for you to sit in for all of the evil to slurp out in the drain. My, my tub is ceramic. Yeah, I, I mean I'm not I'm no Rockefeller like you, so I have a ceramic tub. <laughs> 
you had to make yours out of ceramics glass. It's yeah, it was though. really tough to get a plate big enough to spin a tub on, but I did it, and I don't need to explain any further than that. No, you don't have to explain anything to me. I'm just I'm just surprised they were able to blast in the kiln in an entire bathtub. That's awesome. Yeah, well, it was a big kiln. Yeah, welcome to blasting a back bathtub all this week on HGTV. Bobby, what would you rate this card? Well, let me just say, I think you're dead on the money. I think this is stretched out on the bottom of the fridge for a limited amount of time and then thrown out. And all I can That's say the only is... Fun part of it. It's the only fun part about it. The art, the art is the only redeeming feature of this card. Otherwise, then it could be trashable. And I, th- you nailed it. I got nothing more to add except watch Kiln Biln on HGTV this weekend. Everyone check out Kiln Biln. There is an entire katana scene where that's how they slice out the structure of the tub itself. It's really beautiful to watch. It's the only time Quentin Tarantino has ever directed that much involving ceramics while finding a way to still be pretty offensive in the the text. (laughs) An absolutely insufferable interviewer. Yeah, there's, it is rated R, and there is going to be a lot of bleeping out for the fact that it's on TV, but you'll still have a good time with it. Don't worry. You can also listen to the uncensored version on HBO Max. Winky wink. I'm glad we ended this way on Valentine's Day, and I'm Me glad too. that we both had a better one than I think this card could ever promise for any human being. So, Dan, happy Valentine's Day. I'm looking forward to doing Greetsgiving Part 3 with you. I can't believe we're here already. It seems like only yesterday we were talking about maybe considering doing a possible podcast, maybe. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Bobby. I would not have wanted to spend the time rating reviewing these Valentine's cards with anybody else in the world. It has been such a joy. I am also excited for the next upcoming Greetsgiving. If you had told us January of 2022 when we recorded our first episode and then took a hearty six-month break from recording the second episode (laughs) just to because we needed to mentally get ourselves in the mindset to do this. I would not have believed you if you said we have now done 30 cards. I would not have escaped my mind at all. I could have sworn by now you and I would have been shot out of a cannon to space for our crimes. And we've eluded the police, though. So let us continue on being on the lam and bringing the content that all these people love while we do so. Yeah, we hope that you out there in listening land are going to keep eluding the police with your loved ones. And we'd like to send you off with uh, another uh, song we have here. And it's called uh, Kiln Bill Theme Song by uh, whoever Mr. Wynn was pretending to be when he sang like a country star. Let's play that record right now. Damn it! It didn't work again. You need more. We wait, need wait, more wait, needles. wait, 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 put it, put it on again. Just try right. it one more time. Wait, here we go. Got it. You can fill me up with diamonds and with pearls. You can, you can give me all the riches, the riches in, the world. in the world. You actually remember the lyrics. Keep on going. I got the simple things: French fried onion rings and French fried chicken wings. That's close enough. I don't remember the actual words. <laughs> Kill Bill in Volume 2, out now on DVD and cassette players. <laughs> the la- Kill Bill Volume 2, the last thing on Laserdisc. Purchase now. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Subscribe to Greetings if you want to hear more, or unsubscribe if you want to hear less. There are only two options to make. Thank you for joining us, as always. We hope you have a lovely evening. Yeah, if you hate it, unsubscribe. Bye. Bye. You can bring a horse anywhere you want. This is you've got that special uh, specialty care license for horses. This is a, an emotional support horse. Oh, I'm going straight to your horse. Boop, 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 boop.